Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. I'm really excited because we finally get to talk about House of the Dragon. I've been waiting for this show for so long. Did you watch Game of Thrones as it was on the air? Yes and no. I would get behind two seasons and then binge watch it. Okay. And then, you know, life happens and then I'd binge another two seasons and go from right. there. And then the the last season, I was up to date for everything. So I binged the entire eight seasons in a summer, maybe a month, I was unwell. (laughs) It was so intense. And then, you know, waiting how many years has been now? Three, four years. I was ready. I was ready to be back there in the Red Keep in Westeros. And man, they did a damn good job. I didn't realize how much I missed Game of Thrones till I started watching House of Dragon. I was like, okay. I remember the hype. I remember the first photos of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I see where they're going with this. I can get on board. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, dang it. They got me. They start with the theme song, you know? Oh yeah. And they're like, okay, okay. I'm here for it. I'm here Mm -hmm. for it. You won me over. We're not even into the episode, but the theme song played and I'm ready for whatever you have for me. (laughs) House of the Dragon is an independent prequel to the Game of Thrones series. Both series are based on a song of Ice and Fire novels by George R.R. Martin. The events of House of the Dragon are set 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, which is 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen's birth. So this series is covering the beginning of the end of House Targaryen and the Civil War of Succession known as Dance of the Dragons. It's already been intense, but we're not even there yet because there's going to be a civil war of dragons. And I think that's probably going to show like how they went extinct. Maybe they're all going to kill each other. I don't know. All I know is that it's going to be intense. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'll be covering my eyes, but opening my fingers because (laughs) (laughs) the train wreck, you know, is coming. You can't look away because there's so many sexy people on the train and dragons, but I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I did that. I, I covered my eyes and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. My dogs looked at me. Like I was yelling at them. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> no. Why? Why? Put the knife away. That's yeah. your sister. <laughs> yeah. That's your niece, bro. Why? Yeah. yeah. But it's Game of Thrones, but it's not Game of Thrones, but it's Game of Thrones. That's like where it started. It's funny. The things that you're like, okay, I guess this is fine because this is Game of Thrones. So it's cool. We're fine with incest. Did you catch any of the BTS of the cast? Any of the questions? Any of the memes? A little bit. And I saw some interviews. The whole thing with Prosecco? No. What's the Prosecco thing? It's basically this viral interview between Olivia Cook and Emma Darcy asking each other what their favorite drinks are. And Emma Darcy gave this beautiful answer of her go-to drink. And it's become a viral TikTok it's become a song, oh. everything. And I haven't tried it. I even remember watching it on the Today Show where the whole team of anchors tried her drink of choice because that's wow. how viral it went. Okay, this we're whole- going to have to, when there's a season two premiere, we'll have to make that drink and yes. we can watch the season two premiere. The BTS of this cast in general, they are so much fun. You want yeah. to hang out with them. Matt Smith's interviews with Jimmy Fallon were on point. I don't want to hang out with them in Westeros, but I want to hang out with them off the clock. Did you see- the TikTok. It was 
House of the Dragon ruined in 15 seconds. No, I missed that one. (laughs) Okay. Basically, 15 seconds of comparisons between House of the Dragon and Shrek. Oh, no. (laughs) And it was so incredibly accurate. And I can't unsee it now. Guys, I promise you, I will post this on our Instagram. It is comedic gold. I'm now convinced that Mike Myers had to have leaked this because... For sure he did. I bet the group chat between Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy consisted of, didn't we make this show, but we made it a movie, a very successful franchise, Mm -hmm. because there were that many comparisons in 15 seconds. The TikTok audience just made this thing go viral. So there's, there was a TikTok, I think Amanda sent it to me. And so it's Prince Damon, it's the Witcher, and then it's Legolas from Lord (laughs) of the Rings. And she's like, if I see it in another color, I'm just going to grab it. So if I go to the store and I see that in another color, I'm just going to grab it. So I'm just going to go ahead and grab it if I see it in another color. And it's all these guys with the white blonde hair. And I'm like, oh, this girl knows me. So if I see it in another color, I'm just going to grab it. Yes. Okay, so let's get into casting. So we have Patty Considine as King Viserys Targaryen. We have Matt Smith as Prince Damon Targaryen. We have Emma Darcy as Princess slash Queen Rhaenyra Targaryen. Millie Alcock as young Princess Rhaenyra. And we have Reese Ifans, who's Sir Otto Hightower. Steve Toussaint as Lord Corliss. Eve Best as Princess Rhaenys Targaryen. Fabian Frankel as Sir Kristen Cole, Olivia Cook as the Queen Allison Hightower, and then Emily Carey portrays the young Allison Hightower. Here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. That means spoilers. When we spill the tea, we are giving you spoilers. So if you haven't watched all of House of the Dragon, you're going to hate us if you keep listening because we're spoiling it. What was your favorite episode? I thought so hard on this. Hear me out. It was a season finale. Okay. I mean, as heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking as this episode was, I loved seeing Rhaenyra come into her power. Mm -hmm. She was so diplomatic. She did everything in her power to be her dad's daughter. And then you poke the bear. Of course, you're going to see where Danny gets it from, even though it's 200 years down the line. But it was that Targaryen flip switch. Yeah, there's only so much one person can take. Exactly. Right? You know, she had lost a baby mm-hmm. just a couple of days before and then her son. I knew something was going to happen because I had this heart to heart and it's real touching. And I just loved that scene where they're talking and she's just such a good mom. And I'm like, they're going to kill him. This is it. I just knew it was coming. I'm like, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, they do not give you touching moments without immediately ripping it out from underneath you. So I knew something was going to happen, but you're still kind of hoping as Aemon's chasing after him in the sky with the dragon. Maybe he's going to get away. And then he's dragon kibble. Not only did I not sleep good that night, the first thing I looked at when I opened my phone was Leslie Jones' Instagram account. And she gives great commentary on shows. So if you don't follow her, follow her. She's absolutely hilarious. Amazing comedian. I loved her on SNL, but she was giving a play-by-play of House of the Dragon every episode. (laughs) And it was like, oh, no, man. She just looks at Aegon and he, she was like, yeah, son, you screwed up. And I'm sure you're coding that language here, but she was like, oh, you just started a civil war, son. Guess what? You're the first one to die in season two. (laughs) Guess what? And I don't feel bad about it. I hope you go out with a bang, sir. Oh, he has it coming. Yeah, he knows what he did. But you know, when he's like, serve me, sending the dragon, like, don't do it. You know, he got himself in that situation. He shouldn't have been taunting the whole family. Leave well enough alone. I would be perfectly fine without a dragon. 
if I was the black sheep of the family and didn't have a dragon, I'm like, oh, well, it didn't work out. I will wave to that dragon from a faraway distance, wish y'all best and walk my merry way. I'm probably House Stark or Lannister. You know, I don't belong. Oh, I would, I'd go find my dragon for sure. Oh, really? You'd have yeah. to be toothless. That's the, the only dragon I can, I'm good. Or donkey's dragon. I, <laughs> those are my two dragons of choice. Otherwise, yeah. I'm, mm, I, I will happily commend you on your journey and I will welcome you back. I will be your cheerleader and say, good job, dragon. Well, I have to say my favorite episode is King of the Narrow Sea. Okay, so this is, I believe it's episode five. What is happening is Rhaenyra is returning from King's Landing and she comes back early off of like a, a month's long tour. And it's, this is still young Rhaenyra. And Damon is also returning after conquering most of the Stepstones and they name him King of the Narrow Sea. And, but he still swears his allegiance to Viserys and then hands him the crown that was given to him. And then after dark, Damon takes Rhaenyra out and they sneak out and explore King's Landing and they're drinking and visiting a brothel and he starts to make out with her and he stops himself. And he's doing this so that he can kind of ruin her so that Viserys agrees to let them get married because mm-hmm. you know she's Viserys's heir. But he doesn't consummate the affair. He holds back his right. single redeeming quality in that moment. <laughs> and then it's brought to Viserys's attention. But meanwhile, Rhaenyra, she's so hyped up and she's like, I'm horny now. So she tells Sir Kristen Gulch, come here. And then she like loses her virginity that night to him. So Viserys ends up confronting Damon and... He confirms what happened and then suggests marrying Rhaenyra and Viserys ends up exiling him to the Vale. And then, you know, to kind of avoid the scandal, Viserys orders Rhaenyra to marry Sir Laner Valerian. And it's kind of ends with that. There were so many twists and turns in that, but just so much happened in her character development. Like she's seeing the city from a different side. She's hearing what people are saying about her. Oh, there's a female heir. That whole episode, I could not tell you what was going to happen next. So what do you feel like the most shocking moment was for you? When Luke died. Yes, we had other babies die, but that one, I don't know. I've never lost a night of sleep over a TV show, but this one, I was like, hug your kids. I hugged my dog. <laughs> never know. The thing with that moment is in that whole episode, they're kind of making you think it's going to be fine. They're mm-hmm. Like it's just a short ride. So you start to kind of believe it too, because they're comforting him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, yeah, it is just a short ride. What's the worst that could happen? And this is freaking Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is the worst that could happen? Half of somebody's head gets chopped off in the middle of a conversation. That's what happens. My most shocking moment was when it's during episode five, we light the way the engagement celebration was starting to give me the red wedding vibes. And all of a sudden, Sir Kristen Cole just beats Laner's lover, Sir Joffrey Lawnmouth, to death in the middle of the festivities. I didn't even have a warning. One minute no. they're talking and Sir Kristen's totally calm. And then he's beaten this guy to death. You went from zero to a thousand in five seconds. I was just staring at the television. What is going on? That was shocking because I did not see it coming. I thought he was going to be executed on the spot by a Valerian family member. And then they're like, this is fun. There was no ramifications of his behavior. None. And then from episodes five to six, this was also shocking to me. The 10 year age jump. I couldn't even figure out who was giving birth at first because I was like, where's Rhaenyra? And then that was her. It really took me a while to kind of adjust. Were you expecting a time jump like that? Oh, I knew it was coming. I didn't. I read prior to the season that they casted two for this reason. They did a really great job with casting. Like everybody looks like older versions, but it's just funny that some of them, they didn't age up like Sir Kristen. It's like, you don't look 10 years older. No, no, Like it's the next day. Okay. At least give him some gray hairs. 
Aegon looked way older than Rhaenyra's kids in the time jump. When they were kids, I didn't get that the age gap was that much. And then their dad, Rhaenyra's kid's dad, super tall. And that did not translate these kid actors, 17 and 14, something like that. But Aegon looked like he was late 20s. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, they probably aged them up a little bit. I mean, I'm sure they got the right guy for the for the right job. But but here's the thing. They aged Patty really well. King Viserys. They knew how to age him. He was worse for the wear. But the rest of the cast, it didn't translate. I don't know. It was weird. So (laughs) that takes me to my favorite character. So Daemon Targaryen is definitely my favorite character in House of the Dragon. He's the villain that like you can't help but love him. He's half crazy and gives zero shits as to who is standing in his way of the throne. And you're scared of him, but you also kind of want to make out with him. It's very conflicting. He has no redeeming qualities. I love him so much. He's so brazen. He did nothing for me. (laughs) Are you serious? I had so many friends say like, yeah, give me Damon. I was like, I got nothing for you. I see him for what he is. And when he couldn't even be with Rhaenyra during her stillbirth. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, you're still dead to me. But he just plays such a good baddie. Like, remember when Heather was saying that she oh. loves Blackjack Randall the most in Outlander? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm kind of getting it. He's just <laughs> such a good villain. He's a great villain. I'll give him that. You don't know if he's good or bad ever. He just wants the throne. That's what he wants above all else. He doesn't care how he gets there. What about you? Who's your favorite character? <laughs> oh, I was team Rhaenyra the whole time. Both actresses nailed it. She's strong. She's an independent woman. And she was just really diplomatic until push came to shove. So. Yeah, she's going to be an amazing queen. All those meetings, yeah, she's paying attention. Mm-hmm. She, her father's teaching her how to be queen. So, and I love like how it brings up, there's just such inequality. That's oh, they touch on so there. many heavy yeah. subjects right now that are prevalent in society. <laughs> that being said, what was the, the oh, hell nah moment? <laughs> oh, hell no. Okay, so the whole Prince Aemon stealing the dragon on the night of Princess Lena's funeral and then he's inciting violence with Rhaenyra's sons. And then Aemon gets his eye slashed and Alicent wants to take Lucerus's eye. And then Alicent goes batshit crazy and tries to stab him herself. And Rhaenyra gets in her way and gets her arms slashed. Think about the craziest family Thanksgiving you ever had. That blows it all out of the water. And how did Alicent get away with that? Like Viserys is such a weak leader at this point in denial about everything. He's, I don't think he has the strength, like the physical strength to stop her. That's why he has the guards <laughs> yeah. hold her back. But that was also my oh hell no moment. You want to go after a kid? I'm sorry. Do you not realize your kid started this? I, I don't sound diplomatic on the subject whatsoever, but that is absolutely batshit crazy to go after a kid's eye when there's that many yeah. witnesses. Her switch flipped. And but you could kind of see what the years have done to her. Would placate to Viserys and just be like the supportive wife. And then she's pretty much, you know, ruling and, and controlling him. 10, 20 years later, but she's been a pawn as well. But I mean, I have to say my favorite element of the show that differs from Game of Thrones is for sure the dragons. You get to see dragon as a part of their culture Mm -hmm. and how it used to be. And we spent nearly eight seasons in Game of Thrones just hearing about how glorious those days were. And we get to see Daenerys and her three dragons kind of like grow. But this is when it was, that was just a part of life. Mm-hmm. And there's big dragons that are unclaimed here and there. And then there's some that are, it was so cool to see that. I was going to say it was the diverse cast, the Valerian family. I was so impressed with them. They got the right actors for the job. Casting understood that assignment for sure. Season two folks. It's not coming till 2024. I know. Dear God. It's going to be super sad. 
but we're looking at a civil war of dragons. So buckle up, send us all your dragon TikToks. We'll post them. That's what's keeping us going during the off season. (laughs) Yeah, we're in for a wild ride here. And now it is time for the spotlight of the week. Have you ever wanted to step into the pages of your favorite book? Bookbound Events is bringing the magic of your favorite books to life at a high fantasy starfall ball, May 27th through the 28th, 2023 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Join your fellow fantasy lovers for a bookish weekend featuring a high tea mix and mingle, downtown bookstore scavenger hunt, and bookish fair showcasing authors and vendors from all around the U.S. Before finishing off the weekend by donning your gowns and crowns and dancing the night away with your book besties. Inner Circle ticket members are invited to continue the celebration at an exclusive after party, immediately following the ball at one of Utah's most highly rated bars. Don't miss out on an opportunity to live out your fairy tale dreams. Bookbound will be releasing additional tickets for the Black Friday sale at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on November 25th. Tickets can be found on their website at www.bookboundevents.com, as well as all the other event information and details. Follow them on TikTok and Instagram at Bookbound Events to stay updated on this and future bookish events. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the following HBO, HBO max, house of the dragon, Game of Thrones, or any dragons at all, really. Just big fans. Just big fans. Really big fans. Oh, George R.R. Martin, either. Just really big fans of his work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.